Greetings, this is Shane Ross, and this is the Edit Bay Podcast, episode 39, How It Ends Up Looking. The Edit Bay is sponsored by AJA Video Systems. The IOXT is the ideal portable device for video capture and playback for professional post-production and onset applications. It's loaded with professional connections including 3G Dual Link HD SDI, component analog, and HDMI, and works with nonlinear editing software from Apple, Adobe, Avid, and Autodesk. The IOXT sports two Thunderbolt connectors to allow easy daisy chaining with other devices, making it perfect for on-set or in the edit suite. And remember, it's pronounced AJA, not Aja or Asia. AJA.com. A couple of years ago, I was in Vegas for NAB. I was hanging out with a couple of friends of mine in a bar near the sports betting area at the Caesars Palace. One of my friends was a camera operator who usually did high-end commercials and TV shows, and the other friend works in sports as a camera shader. Okay, for those who don't know, and I didn't when he told me, so I had to ask, a camera shader is a person who typically works in sports and is responsible for making the image produced by the cameras all look the same. To match. They tweak the cameras and tweak the settings in the production truck. Sort of a live color correction. Well, there we were, in the bar having a few drinks and talking when my friend looks at the bank of TVs behind the bar. Well, for God's sake, look at that, he said, pointing at the image on the TV that is washed out and full of static. All of my hard work to making sure that everything matches, and this is how people see my work. We were all pretty appalled. Well, I said, at least the cameras still match. That comment did not go over well. But I bought him another beer, and he got over it. Then there's a time I told everyone about a show that I had online and color corrected and suggested that they watch it. After it aired, a friend emailed me and said, You said you were the colorist for this, right? That you made it look good? Well, it didn't look all that good to me, to be honest. The people's faces all looked a bit too red, and some of the scenes were so dark I couldn't really see them. Well, after a bit of back and forth, I found out that actually that was something he sees a lot of shows when he watches them on that particular network. A lot of times, the faces seem redder than they should be, and the stuff is dark. And that the reception he gets on his cable really wasn't all that good anyways. But he thought that my work should look a little bit better than it did. Now those are just a couple examples of this phenomena that happens between those of us who do color correction, or shading, and those of you who eventually see what we do. We work hard in our dark rooms painted with very specific shades of gray, looking at really expensive monitors that have been calibrated with experts with high-end calibration tools so that we can make sure that the images that we are looking at are proper and true. But what happens after that? Well, let's look at TV. The networks take our tape, or digital file, and then captures or converts that to their broadcast system, typically an MPEG-2 variant, so there's one level of compression. Then they broadcast it from their facility via satellite, which in turn is more compression so that it fits within the bandwidth that they are allowed. It's then picked up by cable providers and satellite providers who then need to deliver to their subscribers, thus causing more compression. Now we've gone through so many types of compression that who knows what is done to that nice image we saw on our nice monitors in our nice edit base with the nice paint jobs. And then it ends up on your TV. Well, let's look at that. When you walk into, say, Best Buy or Circuit City, Walmart or Target, when you walk into a showroom and look at a wall of TVs, and they all have the same image. It might be a scene from a particular movie or demo DVD or Blu-ray they have to show off how awesomely stunning the images look on those TVs. Well, you might notice that the image on those TVs all look different. Every one. You might be looking at the same brand, but a different size. A 60-inch and a 42-inch. And the image will look different. They all have different panels using different technology. There's plasma, LCD, LED, and they all deal with the image differently. 
and most likely those were just unboxed and put on display, not calibrated at all, besides what was done at the factory. And now let's look at the TV you own. How is your TV set up? Did you just buy it and pull it out of the box, hang it on the wall, and use the settings as they were set up in the factory? Or are you more of a technophile that dove deep into the settings? How well did you set up your TV? Well, if you're like me, you dove into the settings and selected a few options, like movie compatibility mode, and maybe fiddled with a couple of settings that you think were right. Because really, they aren't the same as they are in a color broadcast monitor. The names of the controls don't quite match up with what I'm used to seeing. And now have bars to feed the TV or a blue-only setting, so my knowledge is out the window. But I did the best I could. Red looks red. But I doubt it looks like it did in the colorist bay in their nice monitor. So this begs the question, why do we go to all the trouble we go to? Rely on expensive high-end monitors, expertly calibrated, being fed by an expensive capture card? Or sit in a production truck making small adjustments to the cameras so that the grass is the same shade of green on all the cameras? Hey, I think I just stumbled upon why they're called shaders because it's our job to make sure that we deliver the truest image we possibly can. We can't control what it looks like on your TV, or the TV at Caesars Palace. All right, that does it for this show. Please join me next time for a story from The Edit Bay.